High Noon with George Hook. News Talk 106 to 108. Are you aware that your movements may be monitored through your mobile phone? We never leave them out of our hands these days and now high street shops in the UK are using this as a tool for market research. Uh, They're secretly tracking their customers using smartphones with little white boxes in the ceiling. Now to discuss this with me is Managing Director of Threatscape, Dermot Williams. Dermot, you're very welcome to High Noon. Thanks, Kira. Happy New Year. Should we be concerned about this? Like, I, I, you know, I always say I have a phone. If it's not in my hand, it's in my handbag or in my pocket or whatever. And should we be concerned that now high street stores like Marks and Spencers and Topshop and all these places are actually monitoring your footfall as you walk around their shops, seeing what you look like, seeing where you go, seeing what you interact with? Well, retailers have, have long been at the forefront of trying to use computerized methods and big data, analyzing enormous amounts of data to understand what their customers do, how they respond to different offers, how they behave when they're in a store, so that they can try and eke out an extra few percentage points of of turnover and profit. Uh, It's over 20 years since Tesco introduced the first uh, club club card scheme, where they were tracking what individual customers were doing. But now people are taking it to another level, where they're actually trying to track how individual users or, or, or customers walk through their stores, which aisles do they pause in, which offers catch their eye, what things do they not seem to be interested in. And they figured out that because almost everybody now carries a little mobile device in their pocket, that while they can't necessarily track people, they can track devices. And that's the same thing. They can track where the people are going. Okay, and look, you know, I don't know. I'm not quite sure if this is a good thing or a bad. I don't see it's a good thing, but I'm not sure how. I suppose I'm not sure how bad of a thing this is. I mean, obviously, you mentioned club cards and stuff for Tesco. People have always known that they signed up to the scheme, in fact, and they get some kind of a benefit from having it. They get some kind of bonus points and they get like, you know, vouchers or whatever. So there's something in it for the people. Plus, they opted into it. But, 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 this isn't that. This is people being tracked, possibly being unaware of being tracked and possibly being manipulated. Some of the stuff that's been coming out about this is now, for example, in shopping malls uh, or shopping centres in the UK and various places, that people, when they walk out of a shop towards a rival shop, are getting a discount voucher sent to their phone and all this kind of stuff to make them come back. So we're being manipulated by this tracking as well. We're being sort of controlled by it if we are sort of open to that. Is it of concern to us for that reason, the kind of control element? Well, there's a couple of different criteria by which I would suggest people assess how different retailers might be trying to do this because it's actually a very large industry. There's billions of dollars being invested by retailers um, and and some of them are doing it in very innocuous and quite innocent ways that we wouldn't need to be worried about. Others would keep you awake at night thinking about what they're doing. Um, I, I suggest two or three questions you want to ask about how different retailers are approaching it. First of all is... Can they identify individual people or are they just tracking things on aggregate? Are they just telling themselves, you know what, a lot of people seem interested in that particular offer, we should focus on that. Or are they actually saying, God, that one, Kira Kelly, she seems to be, re-, you know, and that's when you suddenly say, I don't necessarily want them to know what I'm doing in their store. So exactly, they're profiling me specifically as opposed yes. to just looking at footfall or something. Exactly. Now, if they're tracking based on the identifier of an individual phone, they may be able to track that a person has gone down a particular aisle and paused at a particular offer. And even that that person had to wait a particular amount of time at the checkout when they were leaving. 
but if they don't know who that person was, it's not as much of a concern. But if they're able to identify in some way that that person was you, for instance, perhaps they tracked that you went to the checkout and then they matched that with your credit card when you made your payment. And suddenly now, every time you come back to the store, they can track that it's you and they can track and, and target offers at you. Well, that's a little bit more concerning because the second thing to worry about is how much of this data are they keeping, how long are they keeping it and what are they doing with it? You know, and I, and I and I totally see that because I think what we're worrying about here is the incremental increases all the time in a form of almost surveillance of us. And, and there's a quote, and I don't remember the exact quote, but it's something about when we finally lose all our our, 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 our personal freedoms and our civil liberties and all, it won't be because somebody has you know put jackboots back on the streets marching through our, our towns. It's because incrementally we will have given them away to Big Brother who is now controlling us with all this kind of surveillance and all this kind of high-tech IT stuff that the likes of you <laughs> understand much more about Dermot than the likes of me. Uh, like, is this been going on a long time? Is this a new phenomenon? Obviously, it's making the newspapers now, but how long has this kind of tracking of us been going on? Well, there's a very interesting quotation which came from 1994, which was when Tesco first trialled their club card and they brought in a small team of people to trial this in a number of stores for 90 days. And a, a team of people were trying to get the board of the company to take it, to pay attention to this and trying to prove to them, you know, this is something we should look at. And they brought them in and they presented their findings in front of the main board of Tesco, a big multi-billion dollar PLC. And then the room went quiet and everybody sort of turned to look at the chairman who was Lord somebody or other. And they were expecting him to turn around and say, oh, you know, this new technology stuff, this isn't relevant. We don't want it. You know, and they, they just shut the project down. But he looked around the room and he said, this is really scary. And he said, it's really scary because you guys know more about my customers after three months than I know about them after three decades, because they had managed to take the data and analyze it and figure out what was actually really of interest or not of interest to people. And that's what they're still trying to do 20 years later, figure out exactly how to get more of your money into their till than the shop next door. And that's exactly true. This is all about money. This is all about following the money and a way of parting fools from their money, really largely, and, and obviously us all being the fools. But but do we know, and, and, and I mean, I suppose I'm getting into the kind of paranoid realms here, but do we know whether or not, though, that any of this kind of information, as you say, is taken and analysed in different ways or stored? I mean, is there any profiling going on of us as individuals that we don't know about um, using this kind of stuff? The, the general view seems to be that retailers need you to opt in in some way before they can really become quite invasive. And that may mean that you're using their Wi-Fi in the store because they may provide you with a free Wi-Fi service. And none of us ever scroll down and read the 20 pages of no, legal jargon. No, just press, I agree. Exactly. And somewhere in there, you might have actually said, oh, you know what, you can watch what I'm doing. And in fact, there are retailers who do that, where they'll watch what you're surfing on the web and they'll say, oh, gosh, she seems to be looking up a special offer price on one of our competitors' websites. You know, we need to try and show her an advert in the web page that she gets back to, to give her an extra discount code to make sure she spends money in our store. Should they at least be telling us that they're doing this, Dermot? Is, is, is that part of it? The fact that we don't realise that, that, you know, our smartphones are binging off these little white boxes on the ceiling as we walk around, around the shop. You know, shops are obliged to say things as far as I am aware. And I've seen the signs myself, like CCTV is, you know, on in this store. In other words, you're being filmed. Yeah. 
isn't this much like that? It's an interesting question because what happens a lot of the time is that the technology and the ways that people are using the technology can move ahead faster than regulation governing how, they, how they're allowed to use it. And the, in the UK, for instance, the ICO, the Information Commissioner's Office, has since last year been running a series of talks with the industry about how they use what they describe as MLA, uh, Mobile Location, sorry, I can't remember the third letter, um, services. But they haven't yet brought in regulations. So um, some people seem to be making it up as they go along. In the month from the end of November to the end of December, London Underground were doing something similar. And I was actually in London myself um, in early December. And I passed through one of the stations which was participating in their trial. And there was big posters up disclosing to people that we are using Wi-Fi data in this station, but we're only using it to track in aggregate how many people pass through certain parts of the station at different times of the day. But they were very upfront in saying that it was happening, why it was happening. But retailers, as you say, don't seem to have decided that they're obliged to do that. Yeah, our, our legislators may well be behind our, 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 our technological innovators, of course. And it makes sense to me that undergrounds might do it because they want to see how many trains to put on. So how many people are getting on the Circle Line or the Victoria Line or whatever it might make sense. And that's a little bit different because that's about providing a public service to people that might meet their needs. Whereas this is a commercial venture on the part of retailers literally looking for their own needs to be met rather than ours, I would suggest. Well, the one piece of advice I would give to people if they're concerned about this is that if you turn off Bluetooth and turn off Wi-Fi on your mobile phone, you're massively reducing the, the number of ways in which you can be identified and tracked and profiled as you pass through a store until the law catches up and makes it mandatory that people have to disclose to you that they're doing this or give the option to opt out of it. That's probably the best protection. So if you don't want stores to have this information or equally if you are on the run from somebody, you should turn off your Bluetooth and your Wi-Fi. Yeah, it, it's it's much less um, common for people to go as far as using cellular technology to track people. They're generally using either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi technologies and they're generally doing it to track people in aggregate. And it's also worth mentioning that Apple came up with a good improvement to their operating system from iOS 8 onwards, which is that each time you your phone goes looking for a Wi-Fi signal, it randomly selects a new network address for itself, a new um, serial number for its network card. So, in fact, they can't track Apple users as easily throughout multiple visits as they can other people whose phones always appear to be the same. Okay. Uh, it looks like one way or another we're being, we're being uh, uh, tracked constantly. Um, Kira, will you ask your technological expert if you turn off the location function on your phone, does this stop tracking? That's a good question. Uh, well, no, generally the location function means turning off GPS, which means that your phone can't identify exactly where it is. But the problem is that the retail store already knows where you are. You're in their store and they're tracking you as you move around by figuring out which of their Wi-Fi um, beacons you're connecting to in, within the store. So you need so it's to not turn- about location. They, they're monitoring the locations themselves. Exactly. OK, yeah, OK. Yeah. So that, 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 that won't work then. This is, is quite a 1984 kind of a text in here. It says, take Google. We are not Google's customers. We are actually Google's products. <laughs> that sounds quite sinister to me. Um, just one other thing, Dermot, one other story that caught my eye in sort of it's, it's, it's slightly less uh, advanced technology, but it is still sort of uh, technologically linked. Uh, a story about a mum in Belfast who got her kids those, uh, I think the ones she got were these pink binatone um, walkie talkies. They got them for Christmas. And so her, her kids were using these walkie talkies at home. And the next thing she heard them chatting to some man on the walkie talkie and uh, he was asking them their names and where they were and that kind of thing. And the mum freaked out altogether, as I would as a mum myself. Um, 
a lot of parents probably did buy their kids walkie-talkies or a nice simple communication advice uh, a device rather that, that young kids often do get as presents. Mostly they break after about three minutes and, and don't do anything at all. But tell me this, is that something that parents who maybe did buy walkie-talkies for Christmas for their kids should be concerned around? Absolutely, because the, the, the walkie-talkie, the, you know, the sort of 30 or 40 euro pair of walkie-talkies you, f- you find in a, in a shop or even in a toy store, they're using old analog radio technology. They're not. We've been spoiled in a way by how secure and sophisticated our smartphones have become. Because when you make a cellular phone call, there's a lot of technology involved. There's a lot of security involved. But the old walkie-talkie, push-to-talk stuff. It's it's old CB radio type technology. Apart from having a small number of channels to choose between, there's nothing else to prevent people listening in or talking to you. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're generally in their small print, they'll tell you this. But parents happily buying presents for their children aren't thinking paranoid by default as people no, in security business are. And you need to be. It's absolutely possible for people to listen to what your children are talking about or to jump in on their conversations. And that's quite scary. It is quite scary because a huge amount of those walkie-talkies are... are I remember my, when my own kids were small... Well, I remember when my own kids were small that we actually had, uh, you know, walkie talkies that were branded with kids toys. I, I think my kids had Ben 10 ones or maybe, I don't know, Star Wars ones or something like that. But they were branded and directly marketed to children. It never struck me for a moment, for a moment that that other people could have then had access to my kids in terms of talking to them or communicating with them. Well, I was on a cruise holiday about 10 years ago with our, our two daughters and the gift shop on board the ship, and it was one of these big, massive 800 foot long ships, the gift shop was selling those walkie talkies for people to buy and use to stay in touch with each other because you could spend an hour looking for each other on the ship. It was so big. And makes, we bought a pair sense. of these on the first day. It was great. We could talk to each other. But by the second day, more people had bought them. And after three or four days, they were useless because every time you turn it on, you'd hear 20 other people saying, hello, John, hello, Hank, hello, Mary. There was just so many people on the ship using the same walkie talkies. And in an 800 foot long confined space we were all just talking over each other it was it was you know they were they were pointless so in any urban context if the same walkie talkies are being used by people within a short distance you're going to have other people either talking over you or even worse listening into you yeah i have to say i'm 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 sort of blindsided by that story altogether because i would never have uh, given it a moment's consideration and and maybe I just don't have enough paranoia in my head but it just would never have been something I would have considered um, thank you very much that is Dermot Williams who is Managing Director of Threatscape and uh, who is in with us on Tech Tuesday today and lots of you are getting in touch with this Kira, why are you scaremongering if you've nothing to hide what's the worry and that's from Liam um, Liam it's not even scaremongering or nothing to hide this is about shops tracking our movements and maybe we didn't know about it and maybe we don't particularly want them to track our movements and maybe we should have a right for them not to track our movements at all. Thank you, Dermot.